Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. I know a lot of people have been commenting about how young I look or how young I am. Let me reassure you, I am not as young as I look. I have a child that's almost 30 years old, so I'm not as young as I look. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that is unfortunately almost universal when dealing with narcissistic personalities, and that is that they play power games. For narcissistic personalities, everything is about survival, therefore everything is about winning, therefore everything is about power and control. These personalities generally feel chronically powerless over themselves and their own lives. This is why they try to control other people. They believe other people have the power, so if they control the others, they then will have the power. This translates into feeling as though they are in control of things, which helps to create the illusion that their survival is guaranteed. Their survival is assured. This is an illusion because others are not in control of the narcissist. They are in control of themselves, of course. But because they externalize their locus of control, they don't feel that way. They feel that their thoughts, feelings, actions, and choices are the result of things outside of their control, meaning they don't feel they have power over these things or over how they turn out. If they think something, it's only because somebody made them think it. If they feel something, it's only because somebody made them feel it. If they do something, it's only because somebody made them do it. There's absolutely zero consideration of the fact that their thoughts or feelings or reactions or anything else could be coming from something to do with inside of them or is being somehow influenced by things inside of them. Nope, if they feel some type of way, if they did some type of thing, if they think some type of way, this because somebody made them do that completely 100%. This primitive infantile mentality automatically removes the burden of responsibility from them and therefore any blame, yes, but it also gives their power away to other people, creating a vicious cycle that causes them to feel even more powerless, even more controlled by other people, and to seek even more control over others in an attempt to address that feeling inside of them. To understand better what we're talking about, you can think about the times in your life when you might have said something along the lines of like, you made me do that to somebody else. In particular, pay attention to how powerless and angry you felt about believing that, how helpless and controlled by the other person it seemed like you were. As we mature, we start to understand that we are in control of our own actions and our reactions to the things that other people do. We start to achieve agency over ourselves and we don't feel as powerless in this way anymore. This does not happen for narcissists. They continue to believe that their actions and reactions are all somebody else's responsibility as well as somebody else's fault. They believe that these things are being created inside of them by other people. If they get upset, if they become angry, if they feel triggered, if they think something you said means this certain thing, then however they react to that is not their fault because they're being controlled by the person or the event that they believe is responsible for their feelings. Instead of controlling themselves or addressing the problem within themselves in any way, in other words, they seek to control the person or the thing that they believe is responsible for, quote, making them feel or think or act the way that they are. 
This is a vicious cycle that feeds on and perpetuates itself because through continually seeking power over others as a means to address their inner experiences, narcissists are actually continually reinforcing to themselves that it is in fact other people who have all the power. Ironically, the more we seek power over other people, the more other people gain power over us in our own minds for this exact reason. By seeking to control others, we actually disempower ourselves. Narcissists are no different in this regard, and this is most often the dynamic we see in situations involving narcissistic people. It sounds complicated or maybe counterintuitive or even backwards, but it really isn't when you understand how it works. Think about it like this. If you need to control somebody else, they must be very powerful indeed. If they're not, why would it matter? Why would you bother? Narcissists seek to control others because it's their way of feeling power over their environment. They are dependent on other people and because of that and a few other things, they feel that other people are controlling them. The way to assert power in this situation then would be to control the people who are controlling you. Narcissists aren't the only people who engage in this behavior, of course. It's very common. There are many, many people who still believe that others are the ones with all the power and therefore trying to control these others is the solution to their problems. With narcissists, though, it's very unlikely they can mature out of that behavior or come to the realization that this cycle is actually making their problems worse. They will continue to believe that the problem and therefore the solution lies outside of themselves. If the puppet controls the puppet master, then the puppet can dance wherever and however he likes. He still needs the puppet master to move him, but if he's in control of the puppet master, then he's in control of the movement. The problem is that narcissists don't understand they're not puppets. No one is controlling them. It's very much like a small child. Children are dependent on other people and they can't really affect change on their environments in the way that they would like to. They can't get things for themselves, for example. They have to find a way to induce other people to do that for them. For example, babies cry. Narcissists seem to have never grown beyond this mode of being, which is why in many situations you will notice if adult narcissists are not successful in somehow inducing another person to do or get the thing for them, it just doesn't get done. They don't do it themselves, and if they try to do it themselves, many times it is a spectacular failure. They don't seem to have ever learned how to do these things, and by now they're not interested in learning even if they could. They seem to believe that the way to do things, to survive, to navigate life in general, is to control other people and get things done that way. Therefore, power is very important to them. Power is always important to people who feel like they don't have any. To that end, narcissists are notorious for playing power games and for relentlessly, continuously trying to get the upper hand in all relationships and all situations. Many of their toxic behaviors fit into this category in some way, such as stonewalling, blame-shifting, lying, refusal to be pleased, and many other things. This is a person who believes that if they're not in the power position, they will be harmed, tricked, or screwed over somehow. To not be in the power position for the narcissist is to be vulnerable, which is intolerable, or it's to be weak, which is intolerable and disgusting. In the narcissist's skewed perception, weak people don't have what it takes to survive. Therefore, weak people get what they deserve. If you've noticed, narcissistic personalities are often a little obsessed with what people quote-unquote deserve. If you're not in the power position, they gonna get you. That seems to be the mantra of these personalities, whoever the they is that they might be referring to at that moment. It could be anybody, it could be everybody, it could be nobody, but still, they must constantly be on guard in case one of those they's comes along with some kind of plot or agenda. Narcissists can never relax because the whole world is an inherently unsafe place where all the other people are just trying to get over on each other for as much as they can get. Never relax, never equivocate, never give in, never move on, never let go, ever.
If you've dealt with someone who is pathologically narcissistic, this description probably resonates with you. These are often the most suspicious, paranoid, distrustful people on the face of the earth. And it doesn't matter how much time goes by or how long you've demonstrated that you're trustworthy. It changes nothing. They not only don't believe you, they find your efforts to convince them even more suspicious. After all, why would you try this hard to convince me of something, to sell me something? Oh, you're not trying to sell me something? You really do care about me? Yeah, and I got a bridge to sell you. This attitude can feel very hurtful, but remember what it really is. Think about what they're really saying. It's not a shot at you. It's intended to look like one and feel like one, but if you pay attention, you can see they're actually showing their own self-loathing. They're basically saying, I don't think anybody could ever care about me, and that's why I don't believe you. I don't even know what caring about me would look like. This is not an invitation to try to prove them wrong. You absolutely cannot do that. Don't even bother to try. But it is a reminder that this is not about you or the kind of person you are. This is about someone looking in a funhouse mirror at a very distorted reflection of themselves and not being able to see that it's distorted. This is about fear of believing in anything because what if it's not real and they get hurt somehow? They just not going to take the chance. Most of them probably can't buy now even if they wanted to. This is why you can't prove them wrong even though you do try. They don't believe you care about them or consider them because they don't care about you. They don't care about themselves. They don't care about anybody. As sad as it is, all they really seem to understand is fear and shame. Caring makes no sense to them. Their main objectives in life are avoiding these two things at just about any cost. In that way, they're like everybody else who also wants to avoid negative painful experiences. Where they're not like everyone else is in both the levels of fear and shame they're usually dealing with and in the ways that they try to avoid it. The coping mechanisms of narcissistic personalities are fantastically bad and maladaptive, often resulting in the exact opposite of what they wanted or were trying to achieve. They are designed for immediate or short-term relief and are generally avoidant in nature, even though some might appear to be confrontational in practice. For example, blame shifting appears confrontational in practice, but in function, it's really about avoiding the fear and the shame that come with having to tolerate seeing a negative image of themselves through somebody else's eyes. Remember, seeing themselves through the eyes of other people is the only way they can experience the reality of themselves, and the majority of their energy is focused on trying to repair and alter that image in real time, with no thought or consideration for the long-term consequences or effects of this behavior. There's no understanding at all of like, hey, you know, screaming terrible insults and accusations at somebody for two hours because they asked you to put your shoes away, probably not worth the damage it's going to cause to this relationship situation or your own image in the long run. There's no understanding or consideration of that whatsoever. It's all about altering that image in front of their eyes in real time. It's important to understand that because it's one of the biggest reasons so many of them come at you so hard and it's why they can't just let stuff go. Once they've seen that negative image of themselves through your eyes, they absolutely must change it or they can't recover from that. The only way they can do that is to force you into the bad role so they can be in the good one. It's all black and white. If you're bad, they're automatically good. If they're bad, you're automatically good. It does no good to try to reason with this, as many of you already know. It's delusional and ridiculous, but it's also just how it is. They have to swap the roles or they can't recover from the shame of seeing themselves in a negative light. It sounds stupid or maybe even like silly, but they're deadly serious about it. Swapping the roles is usually done either by blaming you somehow or by defending themselves against you. Either one of these things creates a situation where they can alleviate the shame by arguing that they're not bad, you are. 
This keeps them in a non-vulnerable position, the power position in their perception. In reality, all they've usually done is make problems out of nothing or made a bad situation worse. But to them, it already was a bad situation. It already was a problem because you were attacking them or you were manipulating them or you were attempting to exploit them somehow. Even the more overtly psychopathic narcissists who unabashedly exploit other people and claim not to be vulnerable in any way will tell you that this behavior is indeed defensive. They don't always frame it quite that way, of course, but they will generally say that the reason that they are that way is because they believe that's what everybody is doing or will do to them. Get to other people before they get you. This is a defensive position born of fear, whether they know that and whether they will admit that or not. The narcissistic personality's orientation to the world is power-based because it's fear-based. Power can become an end in and of itself, but this happens because it's also a natural means to an end. It's what they use to try to silence the crushing existential fear of not having any power, not having any control, not mattering, not being important, not being able to survive, ultimately. And this makes sense. They are dependent upon other people and they don't even exist unless other people show them to themselves. But this is important to understand also because this is what interactions with these personalities are based on. This is why, for example, they refuse to be pleased and why nothing is ever good enough for them. If they accept your gesture or your apology or your concession or your whatever as good enough, then you win. Again, this sounds very stupid, but it's the reality of the situation. If you think about your interactions with this kind of personality, you will see that that's true. They can't allow anyone to get one up on them and refusing to be pleased is one of the ways that they do that. The worst position you can be in with a narcissist is when they have something you want or even worse, something that you need. By definition, this automatically puts them in the power position. And not only do they believe they need to hold on to that literally for dear life, many of them enjoy it. It's like when you were a little kid and you wanted your sibling to let you have a turn to use something. If they wanted to be a jerk about it, they'd be like, first say I'm the best, now say you're the worst, now kiss my feet, now do, right? This is basically an abusive adult version of the same kind of thing. The more you want or need the thing, the harder you try to get the thing, the more you ask for the thing, the more power they feel like they have. And just like little kids, they often become cruel and mean about it because empathy is a function of maturity. Narcissistic adults don't appear to consider or care about what the thing is that they are withholding, probably because it doesn't really matter. They do that with their own kids. What matters is that they have it and you want it. And giving it to you would be giving up the power position. People often think this proves that narcissists enjoy the suffering of others, and some probably do, within the context of their limited understanding, but this would also imply that they somehow understand and consider the emotions of other people in their behavior, either positively or negatively, and that they can understand the real impact of their behavior on other people. The reality is that a lack of empathy precludes this. Someone either has empathy or they don't. You can't say someone has no empathy, but also say that they're using other people's emotions with any real awareness of how others actually feel. These two things just don't go together. People often talk about cold empathy or cognitive empathy, but that isn't true empathy at all. It's really just an intellectual knowledge that people have feelings, people have emotions. Kind of like knowing fish have gills or cars have wheels. Narcissists seem to operate off of the reactions of others, not precisely the emotions of others, and this behavior is generally instinctual and automatic. They do what they have found works, and nobody's emotions are real to them but their own. Even their own emotions appear to be understood in a limited, disconnected way and are often denied or ignored completely. 
children harass and torture each other all the time using the same tactics and behaviors that narcissists do. Children can be horrifically cruel, but it is only their own experience they understand and therefore care about in this situation, not the experience of the other child. This is not considered at all or even understood as a thing. We usually assume adult narcissists understand their own behavior and the impact of it in a way that children do not, but this assumption is only due to the fact that they're adults, not because anything about them actually implies that this is true. When people stop and think about it, they often see that there has never been any evidence of this in the narcissist that they interact with. We often just assume that everyone's in the same place with their maturity due to their age, and the reality is this is just not the case at all. We assume that other adults have the same understanding we do about things. For example, that intentionally hurtful behavior is understood by the perpetrator in the same way it's understood by the victim. It seems that for many adult narcissists, the reality is actually worse. Your experience of the situation is not even really noticed. It doesn't register or matter at all in any real way. They see your reaction, and that reinforces their feeling of power, but this should not imply any real understanding of someone's feelings. It does not imply that. And it's one of the reasons you can throw narcissists off by controlling your reactions or telegraphing false reactions. If they weren't just going by reactions, if they had any real empathy or understanding of people's feelings and their impact on other people, they'd be able to see through that. But the majority of them do not. They definitely enjoy the feeling of power created by people's reactions, though, and that is more than enough for them to continue on with their behavior. That's everything to someone who legitimately believes they have nothing of their own and no ability to create anything. Even conscious intentional sadism is not really about hurting the other person. That's just the means that the sadist has found to their end. It's about creating the feelings of power and control in the sadist. Enjoying causing fear and pain to others is about feeling powerful because what they actually are enjoying is the demonstration of their power through the other person's pain and fear. These things are the tangible proof of the sadist's power. It could just as easily be anything else, and for those that aren't sadists, it is. It could be being so sugary sweet and nice and wonderful that you convince people to do things for you that they don't want to do, or convincing other people to fall in love with you. It's just the means to their end. People might assume that this lets narcissists off the hook or minimize their behavior somehow, but in reality, it's an indication that they are even more dangerous than some people might think. Somebody who has even a basic understanding of the feelings of other people is likely going to have a line that they're not going to cross. Narcissists generally don't have a line precisely because this knowledge is not available to them and it makes them very dangerous. People often have trouble accepting these things too, not because they feel that it minimizes the narcissist's responsibility because it doesn't in any way they understand the difference between right and wrong, but because accepting these things means accepting that they really didn't matter to the narcissist at all. Sometimes people want to believe that they were important in some way to this person, even if it's just believing they were important enough to target or to hurt. The reality is, you could have been anybody. You basically are, because they don't know you. They never have. They don't see you. This can be hard for some people to take, and it can be a very powerful blow to the human ego, but the truth is, it's not about you. It's never going to be about you. It's never been about you. Never will be. Narcissists don't see you. You don't exist to them in any real way at all. It is what it is. If you have been targeted by a narcissist, if they are trying to destroy you, it's to make themselves feel something. You're inconsequential to the situation. It's not even about destroying you because you're so special or important. You could be anybody because everybody is special and important compared to how the narcissist views themselves. 
If you're in a situation that involves a narcissistic personality, remember that virtually everything is about power and control with narcissists because power and control are essential for survival. It might not make any sense to us in the moment, but it doesn't matter because it still is what it is. As we discuss in the episode of the show called The Narcissistic Harem, a study in pathological resource management, it is imperative that they control the situation because their survival depends on it. Even simple interactions can be very stressful for a narcissist, especially if they believe they're expected to perform a certain way but are either not confident in their ability to do so or don't know what they're supposed to do. It's not uncommon for them to become angry and defensive in these situations for what looks like no reason, be dismissive or condescending as if they don't care. Some will simply state flat out that they don't know what to say. They don't know how to respond. For narcissistic personalities, it's like every conversation is a contest they're either going to win or lose. Every interaction is a test that they're either going to pass or fail. They have to find the quote-unquote right answer or thing to say, and their belief that this is what's required seems to put them under quite a bit of pressure, which they are notoriously bad at handling. If they lose, if they fail, the other person automatically won. And if the other person won, they automatically lost. And if that happens, it must be because the other person cheated somehow. Any other reason cannot be tolerated. Explaining that this is ridiculous and nobody else sees it that way does no good, of course. Of course you say that. You want them to lose so that you can win. You want all the power. You want all the control. And you're standing there like, dude, I'm just trying to have a conversation. If narcissists had empathy, if they truly had the ability to read people's expressions and emotional states, they'd be able to see that you are genuinely confused and shocked by these accusations, but of course, they can't. And on top of an empathy deficiency, what they do see is colored by their own fear and shame-based negative perception. All they see is someone trying to trick or screw them over somehow to take all the power and control everything, which happens to be exactly what they are trying to do. Of course they're trying to do that, and of course you are too, because in the narcissist way of looking at it, that's what everyone is always doing. For them, that's what everything is about. Life is one big power struggle 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year for their entire lives. If you look at your conversations and interactions with these personalities through the lens of seeing them as these ridiculously high-stakes contests over power, a lot of things might make more sense, especially when taken in context with things like trying to avoid fear and shame as well. Why they withhold things and information, for example. Why they lie, why they're so quick to anger, their paranoia, their defensiveness. Why they insist on arguing, sometimes even when you agree. Why so many of them cannot let anything go. Why little things get blown up into these huge problems. If the idea is that someone must win every interaction, much of their behavior makes a lot more sense. And though it seems complicated, it's really very simple. They need to be the winner. That's why there's really no point in interacting with these personalities voluntarily. There's no way to defeat these dynamics or to otherwise like avoid them somehow. There are only two roles here. And if you are interacting with a narcissist, you must pick one. If you do not pick one, one will be assigned to you. One role is the winner, whatever that means in the context of the situation, and the other role is the loser. Again, whatever that means in context. It could be good versus bad. It could be smart versus stupid. It could be bully versus victim. It could be caring versus not caring. It could be hat versus no hat. It really doesn't matter because the end result is that what it really comes down to is winner versus loser, and you must be either one or the other. If you do not pick one, one will be assigned for you. You don't have a choice as whether or not to participate in these dynamics if you're interacting with a narcissistic personality. It is what it is. You can say that you're not participating. You can even try not to participate, but it's not going to matter. They will still behave as if that is the dynamic and the goal because for them it is. 
Whatever you're trying to accomplish or do during your interaction with them is going to be affected by that. If you're trying to explain something, they will refuse to listen or refuse to believe you or refuse to accept the information from you or refuse to understand what you're saying. If you're trying to work together on something, they will do whatever they can to undermine or sabotage your efforts or ignore them or minimize them or challenge you constantly in ways that are overly critical, time-sucking and unproductive or accuse you of doing those kinds of things to them. Even if all you're doing is trying to hang out and have a basic conversation, it will be affected by this dynamic. This is the only style of interaction they have. They can't help it, and perhaps more importantly than that, they don't want to help it. They want to win. Everything becomes a contest with this personality, and because of that, it's basically impossible to coexist peacefully with them or do anything together for any real length of time at all. Even if you allow them to control everything, it still isn't enough to prevent this from happening. Remember, they can only see themselves through comparison to others, through the eyes of other people, which means there has to be a contest. There has to be a comparison. There have to be two opposing roles in every situation. There has to be a way to make a comparison to another person because there has to be a way to see and define themselves in the situation. Comparison is the only way they can do that. Their struggle with shame dictates that they must come out on top or better somehow in all comparisons, which turns everything into a contest. This is a contest they have to win because to lose is to be engulfed by shame. Narcissists cannot regulate their self-image, self-esteem, or anything else. This is why compliments and support go straight to their heads and why losing those things causes the bottom to fall out of their world. A person who can regulate themselves can balance out compliments or criticisms with reality and process these things normally into a basically balanced view of themselves. Narcissistic people cannot do that. One small criticism can destroy them. One small compliment can totally rebuild them. For the moment at least, and hey, what else are they worried about, right? Pathologically, narcissistic people really are that fragile and they really are that unstable. That's why this is a contest you cannot win. You are dealing with a delusional opponent who is making up the rules in favor of themselves as they go along because the stakes are so high for them. Literally, any interaction can turn into a legitimate life or death ego struggle for them at the drop of a hat. If you have spent any real time with narcissistic personalities, you probably already know that. You probably already had your head spinning at how fast that can happen. If you are dealing with a narcissistic personality, let go of the idea that things can somehow be fair or reasonable. Let go of the idea that one day they will realize that they can trust you. Let go of the idea that one day this person will not take everything you say wrong, that they will stop making these ridiculous comparisons or saying that you are the one making the ridiculous comparisons. Let go of the idea that one day they will suddenly stabilize and become capable of dealing with anything in a rational way. Let go of the idea that you can have any kind of consistent normal interaction with this person because if they are truly pathologically narcissistic, you can't and that's just how it is. The sooner you can accept that, the sooner you can stop stressing yourself out over trying to have normal interactions with them and always failing. Your good intentions will always be defeated by the narcissist's inability to understand them. I hope this clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online, over the phone, via text, via messenger, via email, and through Skype worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. I teach workshops, clinics, and seminars throughout the year if you'd like to see what we're running this month. In fact, we are running the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Clinic this weekend. So if you're interested in signing up for that or seeing what else is going on, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. 
If you are interested in joining our support group with access to exclusive content, weekly supportive emails, and weekly support meetings, visit littleshaman.org to do that as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.